Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't know. A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's do it. Another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on a Friday, heading into the weekend, December 30th into Saturday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. Lions and Packers coming up on Sunday Night Football, of course, from Ford Field this weekend. And before we talk to Bill Huber from Packer Report, uh, dot com and also locked on Packers. I, I got I got to say one thing about Lions Packers on Sunday and get get a point across. The Detroit Lions should not do anything different. Okay, they should not do anything different than what they've done to get to this nine and six record to where they sit right now, playing pretty good football and having a chance to control their own destiny, hosting their bitter rivals, the Packers, coming up Sunday night at Ford Field at eight thirty. The Lions still are in good shape, all right? Despite the fact that many people, including Vegas, don't think the Lions can beat Green Bay, all of a sudden I'm seeing all these things being written and being said that the Lions should do, all right? Uh, I I see that the the Lions, uh, by the way, Matt Derry with you, Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast Network, audioboom.com, and on iTunes. Uh, Listen, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. We're getting out of business here. Again, Bill Huber coming up from Locked on Packers momentarily to preview the game. But let me let me just say something. All right. The Lions have, have had a certain way they've done things all year. They've been quiet with the media for the most part. They have not divulged injuries. They've not tried to gimmick anything up. All of a sudden, I'm just seeing all these things that the Lions should be doing different, such as number one, well, uh, Lions should give Jim Caldwell a vote of confidence. Lions should tell him he's the coach for next year, win or lose. No, don't do anything. Focus on Week 17 and the game. Why should Bob Quinn come out publicly now and say Caldwell's staying or Caldwell's not staying or Caldwell this or Caldwell that? Bob Quinn hasn't spoken in a long time. When was the last time we had any Bob Quinn quotes? The preseason? Don't go away from what's working, which is him staying out of the way and allowing the football coaching staff and the football players to play the football game. I'm seeing this now. Uh, you know, Caldwell, win or lose, Caldwell should be told, go, come public and, 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 and say your coach is coming back next year for his fourth year. Why? Don't do anything to mess up the apple cart right now, which is winning football and a chance to win the division at home for the first time since 1993, period, to win the division since 1993, and to get to host the game. It's not like the Lions are going to Lambeau, where we all know they would have no chance. All right, They're hosting the game Sunday night. That's number one. Number two, I read, oh, well, some players' wives and players' girlfriends are all going to be wearing Detroit versus everybody shirts, and it's Detroit versus everybody, and nobody's getting... Don't don't gimmick it up. All right? Detroit versus everybody's cool, and it's a neat little moniker and T-shirt. That makes it out like the Lions are some little engine that, that can barely 
you know, do anything. The little engine could. And golly gee, if we could just stay close at those darn Packers. No. Go in with a sense of we hung with this team in Green Bay. We've beaten teams that the Packers could not beat. We've been in first place for weeks. Right? This whole, oh, the, 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 the little quiet underdogs. No, don't, don't change and do anything. There's no need to gimmick any of this stuff up. I, I saw someone today say uh, Darius Slay didn't talk to reporters and the, the Lions media relations staff didn't let him talk to reporters uh, today and he hasn't spoken all week. Good. Fine. They've gone with the philosophy of we don't talk about injuries. And if one of their players is hurt and probably would want to talk and divulge certain information, which Darius Slay's a bit of a chatterbox, good that he's on a bit of a media relations leash and isn't going to talk. Don't change anything that you've done all year. When the Lions have had injured players, such as DeAndre Levy and others, they have not been made available. Now all of a sudden, and I guess Slay told reporters the other day he was going to talk on Thursday or Friday. Just, you know what? It sucks for the reporters and the beat writers. A lot of them are friends of mine, and I think it's it's harder for them to do their job when guys aren't talking. But you know what? For a game of this magnitude, keep things the same that you've done all year. I've never been one to think that if the Packer, the Packers are going to prepare for Darius Lay, and they're going to prepare if he's not there. Okay, I, I think it's a little bit overrated, but you know what? If this is what the Lions believe is what's going to work, this isn't some 6-9 and nine team playing out the string. They're not five and ten. They're nine and six. They don't want to let Slay talk. Fine. Let's see if he'll play Sunday. Hopefully he's there. All right. Uh, it sounds like Travis Swanson probably not going to play. Theo Riddick hasn't practiced. So if you get one out of the three, the one you want, of course, is Darius Slay. Will be matched up a lot against Jordy Nelson on Sunday. And he burned the Lions pretty badly back in week three. And without Slay last week... On Monday Night Football against Dallas, the Cowboys, especially Des Bryant, had a field day with the likes of Johnson Batamosi and Asa Jackson. So it's vital that Darius Slay is out there and effective. But I don't see why all of a sudden this week things need to go a different direction for the Lions. They should keep it the same way. If Caldwell's a little snippy, not going to answer questions, good. That's worked all year. Right? There should be no, uh, uh, you know, Contract extensions or talk of that this week for what? I think what the Lions need to focus on is the fact they're going up against a Green Bay team whose defense is mediocre. 20th in the league defensively, allowing 361 yards a game. Right Against the pass, they're 29th out of 32 teams and can be exposed, in my opinion. The Detroit Lions have a shot in this game and have a good chance in this game because Green Bay's defense is nothing special, especially against the pass. And where are the Lions a threat at home? Well, they throw the football when Matthew Stafford has some time to throw and can find receivers and hopefully Anquan Bolden's uh, finger on his left hand is okay and he'll be able to catch a football. That's where the Lions have been most effective. Hey, we got to tell you on the Lockdown Podcast Network, a lot of different podcasts. We go all NFL teams. We got the Lockdown NFL Podcast with Matt Williamson. But don't forget about Locked on Pistons as well with Dan Feldman. Check that out on the Lockdown Podcast Network. All the podcasts for you right there. All right, we talked to this guy earlier in the season right here on Lockdown Lions. A little crossover podcast, Lockdown Packers as well with Bill Huber, of course, of PackerReport.com as well. Joining me, Matt Derry. Hey, Bill. Hey, man, how you doing? 
I'm doing well. I know you're uh, you're in Michigan right now with some family, so you know that's uh, that's kind of nice uh, to be there for the holidays, huh? It's great. Uh, I, I think I'm the only person who covers the Packers who's happy about Green Bay playing at Detroit for Thanksgiving or, or the holidays. It's uh, it, it, it's a big family victory for my family. I have to suffer through my job and all this stuff all year long. It's nice to it's nice to have a payoff for them. Yeah, I'm interested in talking to family and your wife's family and everybody. I mean, does everybody just think the Lions are going to lose because the Packers have always owned the Lions, or or do you do you talk to people that are confident that Detroit can pull this off? Um, yeah, my 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 brother-in-law is confident, but he he's he's always confident. Um, it, it seems to me from the people I've talked to, some fans and stuff interacting on Twitter that the Lions fans are are filled with doom and gloom. But you 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 might have a better feel for that than I do. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that um, I think because it's Aaron Rodgers, because the Packers have won five in a row, because of what happened last year when everybody got their hopes up that a season that was basically on life support and dead all of a sudden got revived, and here's a Thursday night game at Ford Field, and Lions won the game. I mean, it was over uh, pretty much, and then of course you know a little Hail, Hail Mary and everything else. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of Lions fans that are scared out of their minds. That that was it was an exciting finish. But I remember my game story's written at that point. Now, of course, the Packers have lost. And he catches it and goes, oh, word I can't use on air. They just won. And I had to quick rewrite like five paragraphs of the story before going down to the locker room. It was, uh, it was something. Have the Packers, do you think the Packers have learned anything from that game from last year heading into this one? Or is that just totally in the rearview mirror? Yeah, totally rearview mirror. That was... God, I mean that that Packers offense was so bad for most of last year. Where they they put together you know a series here and a series there and a play here and a play there, but just from, on a play to play basis, it was just a a bad offense. You know we you know we talked about it all year long among you know with, with the people back in Green Bay. You know, it was you know the Jordy, was it Jordy Nelson? Was it was it the scheme? You know what was it? But you know for. You know, they, they started last year 6-0, but, you know, for the last 10 games, it was it was just a train wreck on offense, and it really wasn't a whole lot different from most of the first, oh, gosh, I don't know, seven, eight games of this year. And, 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 they, and they finally got to figure it out where this Packers offense looks a bit like the Packers offense that people have been accustomed to seeing for a lot of years. Locked on Lions, Matt Derry. Locked on Packers, Bill Huber, also from PackerReport.com. Lions and Packers coming up this weekend. Uh, all right, Bill, so... What, what what is it? What, what 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 I know everybody's saying. Well, when Rogers said relax and spelled it out R E L A X, and that was a key last year, and then this year, um, he said we you know we think we can run the table before the Philly game, and so far they have. I know it's not just words from Aaron Rodgers, but what is it on the field that's changed that all of a sudden has gone from the Packers getting ready to clean house and get rid of McCarthy to now being the favorites to win this division? Well, sort of offense. Um... I'll start with Rodgers, where, you know, I've talked about this a bunch of times on, on, on the Lockdown Packers podcast. We had Daniels and Michael Bennett on the conference call um, before that game three or four weeks ago, and we asked Bennett what he thought was different with Green Bay's offense. I mean, he had seen the Packers basically all year long because of common opponents. And Bennett said that he thought early in the year Rodgers was, was looking for the big play too much and, and ignoring the easy play and in favor of trying to extend plays and make plays on the field. Um, you saw, you thought, which kind of backs up on what my eyes have seen that, you know, that Rodgers had finally decided to just, you know, take what's there, 
it's not bad to throw a three-yard pass and let your guys run for five or six. So I think Rodgers is playing more efficiently in that regard, for one. Two, um, the return of Jordy Nelson, he didn't, he barely practiced in training camp. He didn't play in the preseason. It took him, you know, it took him some time to get going after missing all of last year at the torn ACL. He's just gotten better and better and better as this year has gone on. So he's played better. Um, Devontae Adams, who I think Lions fans might remember from the, from the game at Lambeau last year, where Rodgers threw him like a half a billion passes and he caught like five of them for like 10 yards. And it's just one of the worst things you've ever seen. He, he's blossomed into a good player. And Jared Cook, who got hurt in that first Detroit game this year, is back and he's made a difference. So I, I, he, Rogers is, Rogers is playing better and he's got a full complement of weapons. Left offense and on defense, you know, they, they played three or four games this year with, without any of their top three corners. Well, good luck with that. I mean, I think Lions fans know what that's like playing with a bunch of top corners. <laughs> you saw the yeah. Dallas last week. Sure. No, 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 yeah, no. No, I'm sorry. No digs and no digs. Right, no digs and no slay have been a real has been a real problem for the Lions the last couple of weeks. No question. Yeah, so I mean, look, there, there are two ways to win. Or there's one way to win a lot of games in the NFL. First, you got to throw it well, and two, you have to stop the other team from throwing it well. And Green Bay couldn't stop anybody, and you know they're they're still struggling. But at least they got two of their three guys back in Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins. They're somewhat okay there. I mean, they haven't played well, but it's still better than the alternative. And you know, Clay Matthews missed some time, and he's playing better. Nick Perry missed some time, and he's playing better. So I, I would say it's being efficient on offense and getting some guys back on defense. Um, the other side of the coin, Matt, what, what's going on in, in, in Detroit lately? Um, they started off great. They lost a couple in a row. What, what's been the story there? You know, Bill, I'll tell you, I, I think the story with the Lions has been a, a couple of different things. Number one, um, I do think the, they've upped their competition over the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to be one that's ever going to play the schedule game and say, well, the, who did they beat? Because when they swept Minnesota, if you would have said at the start of the year, they're going to sweep Minnesota, people would have thought you were crazy. To knock off Philly, Washington, uh, even the Rams, to win three in a row at home in the middle of the season, starting one and three, I still think this is a pretty good football team that's, that's better than a lot of people nationally think and have been coached up actually pretty well. And they had a very good draft, too. So a lot of rookies that could play. So give credit to first-year general manager um, Bob Quinn. But with that being said, yes, they faced a Giants team a couple of weeks ago that was the best defense and the best secondary that they saw all year. And then Dallas, you know, Monday night, that, that's just that's a superior team as well that handled the Lions up front and then in the second half took the run game away. So, yes, I would say the schedule's caught up with them the last couple of weeks. Um, but not having Darius Slay... Not having Theo Riddick, who's really their best weapon offensively, not named Matthew Stafford, I think is hurt. And, you know, they finally didn't play a couple of close games where they seemed to win every one of them. And not to say they got blown out in New York, but it didn't come down to the end. And so now, you know, they, they kind of get back together after two tough road games and, and come home where I think they have a very good chance. How much of the... Uh, is, is, Stafford looked like an MVP for the first half of the year. He's kind of um, taking a step back, and you know, that was kind of pre-finger. What, 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 what's going on there, do you think? Yeah, you know, I don't blame the finger like some other people. I know he's had more turnovers over the last couple of weeks. I think that's more to do with the fact that he's faced the Giants and he's faced Dallas um, as opposed to the finger. Um, he hasn't complained about it. I haven't seen him a lot of, you know, he threw – he threw a dart to Eric Ebron the other night against the Cowboys where he dropped it, where it wasn't, there wasn't anything like, oh, well, that was a, w- a wounded duck or, 
or a wobbly pass at all, um, I don't think it's had that big of a factor on Stafford at all. I, I think he's been pressured more the last couple of weeks. I think he's seen some very good fronts the last couple of weeks. And I think that's been more of an issue than the finger itself. Uh, he had a horrible game earlier this year in Chicago against you know a Bears team that was missing basically everybody on defense and threw some bad balls, and nobody said a word about any injury there. Um, I'm not real impressed with what Green Bay does defensively, and uh, certainly their secondary can be had, in my opinion. So I, I think Stafford will, will ratchet up a good, uh, good performance. The question's going to be, can the Lions slow down Aaron Rodgers, and how healthy will Darius Slay be? You know, I mean, that's... That's the biggest thing. I'm assuming the Packers could be licking their chops if Slay doesn't play. Yeah, I would think so too. I mean, I mean look at uh, Detroit's pass defense. You know, for the course of the season, I think they're last in opponent quarterback rating, last in completion percentage. So not good even with Slay. Obviously, Slay's a heck of a player, and they have a ton of respect for him, and for good reason. But my goodness, and we just talked about the, with, with Green Bay secondary. I mean, Nevin Lawson. You know, was it Jonathan Batamosi? I don't know if I'm saying the guy's name right. Yeah, Johnson Batamosi was signed as a special teams ace. And then I guess during practice and training camp did all right as a third or fourth corner. And you're right, against Dallas the other night, you know, Des Bryant ate him alive. And, um, you know, Cole Beasley and those guys, it was uh, it was a rough night. And But he's had to play. And he's actually overachieved, Bill. He's actually played pretty well. But if he has to start and he has to be on the field for a majority of the snaps, uh, there's a big drop-off between Darius Slay. And like you said, I think Lawson's okay. I think he had a bad game Monday night. But I think he's been all right. Um, what, what about the Packers' offensive line? I know that the last couple of years uh, they've been banged up and, and Rodgers has been hit. But you know now T.J. Lang is, is a pro bowler and healthy. The foot uh, is healed and some other guys back. How key has that line been? You know, the line has been great. I mean, you can look at the sack numbers and throw a lot of that. I think a lot of those sacks fall on Rodgers for trying to extend plays and whatnot. Left tackle David Bakhtiari. I don't know. I I have no idea how to judge the rest of the league. I don't I don't see enough of the league. I sure I certainly don't study left tackles, but their left tackle David Bakhtiari to me is is an elite player. Where they never helped the guy, and there was no reason to ever help the guy. He beats everybody one on one. He's given up a few sacks, but he, he's a terrific player. Um, T.J. Lang, he's certainly not healed. He's with a broken foot, but he's he's a tough guy. Uh, the center's Corey Lindsley, and he's he's a really good player, too. Um, I think everyone out there knows that at the uh, end of training camp, the Packers cut Josh Sitton, the pro bowler, and that was a yeah, – I don't know why they cut him. It's, it's still a great mystery of, of why they cut him. It was locker room stuff, if they were concerned about his health. Or for surely money, but the guy who's still in Lane Taylor has been really good. I mean, he's not Josh Sitton good, but when you take, if you want to compare six and a half million a year for 500000 a year for whatever Lane Taylor's making, I, I think Green Bay kind of, kind of wins that. And the right tackle, Brian Belaga, has been, he's been a pretty solid veteran. So the old line has been great. How was the Lions catch? I mean, Ziggy Ansa two sacks? I mean, I, I kind of, kind of had to take a double take at that. Yeah, the other, you know, the other night he got the big one um, on Dak Prescott, and, and and John Gruden made the comment, uh, you know, that's one of the best defensive ends in the game. And then I think Sean McDonough said he's only a second sack. He's been disappointing this year. He's been hurt a lot, uh, ankle injury, and uh, he's not been 100%. And to be honest, when he's been back, and now he's been back four, five, six weeks, 
He's not gotten to the quarterback. And on the other side, Devin Taylor has been a huge disappointment. That was the guy, of course, with the infamous face mask on Aaron Rodgers, which then allowed for the last play in the Hail Mary last year. And um, Devin Taylor, to me, looks like a backup at best. Um, you know, Kerry Hyder has been really good, and they've moved him inside and outside. Number 61, so that's a guy I think the Packers should worry about. I think Haloti Nod has been fine inside. I think Ashawn Robinson, the rookie, has been pretty good. I think the D-tackles are okay, especially against the run, but they have not gotten a lot of pressure on him. The question's going to be for Terrell Austin, certainly on Sunday. The Lions defensive coordinator is is Bill. Will will he blitz and try to get to Rodgers that way? Because it always seems when the Lions play the Packers, when they attempt to blitz him, he somehow finds a way to get out of there, gets out of there and runs. So, Will, will Tahir Whitehead be able to find him? Josh Bynes, the other linebackers of the line. Lions linebackers, what, what, what definitely scares me, not just Jordy Nelson and Ty Montgomery and everybody else, and, um, you know, is, is Jared Cook against the Lions linebackers, but with, the, with DeAndre Levy there and playing, they're better against tight ends than they were earlier this year when he was out because tight ends just shredded him. You go down the list, uh, CJ Fedorowicz, it, it was nonstop all year where tight ends were having their way with the Lions until Levy got back. I want, I want to ask you about Hyder. Eight sacks. Um, I, I tried to take the double tech. I saw eight sacks and just assumed it was answered them until I realized that it wasn't. Who in the heck is Kerry Hyder? Yeah, undrafted. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure my, there's no idea. Yeah, no, under, undrafted uh, a guy who, who bounced around the league for a couple of years. I think he played two snaps over the last two years. Uh, other places, and then got, got a chance with the Lions and was really the last guy to make the team out of training camp uh, because he had a big preseason, and it's continued through the regular season. He's been a godsend for this team, and like I said, there are some games that they move him on third downs inside so they can get a, an inside rush on passing downs, and he's played tremendously well. I, you know, I think the big thing is, I, you know, will he be able to get you know past the likes of Balaga and Lang? A lot of times he lines up on that side, so I'll be interested to see you know how he does but he's been there have been a couple of those types of guys bill on this team that i'm sure packer fans if they go through the roster or, or go on twitter and read about them they won't know who some of these people are uh miles killebrew a third down safety makes plays um you know glover quinn's not a household name you look at all the rookies on the up front at the on the offensive line and say who are some of these people especially if swanson doesn't play travis swanson then you're looking at graham glasgow at center a rookie uh, left guard would be Lakin Tomlinson, a second-year player who struggled. So, but yet they've they've held up, and Stafford has has played every down. So, uh, a lot of guys that I think have been surprising for the Lions in terms of how they played. The question is, can they do it one more time? Put a consistent effort, effort together and um, and get it done on Sunday. I, w- what's the reaction about Mike McCarthy? Is that all that talk about him being gone? Is that is that slowed down now and, and basically died out? Yeah, I think so. Um, it'd be interesting if they were to lose this game. I mean, he's not going to fire. I mean, he's, he's as safe as can be. Um, it'd be interesting among the fans what the fan reaction will be because fans were so mad. I mean, I, mean, I, I never know if it's making it a social media. Is it just the the unruly minority who's mad, or if it's if it really is a genuine reflection of, of you know Packer Nation as a whole? But yeah, they they were. I mean, when they're four and six. And they want McCarthy fired. They want Ted Thompson fired. I mean, they just want the wholesale house cleaning. But now you're five. You've won five in a row, and you know, obviously McCarthy's safe. You know, Ted Thompson being up there in age, maybe I, I have no idea what his plans are. But you know, at some point they'll, they'll move on from that. But 
Yeah, I, I think everybody's job is safe, but it will be interesting to see if they were to lose this game and, and if uh, the Giants don't do them any favors and Washington wins and, and Green Bay goes 9-7 and seven and out of the playoffs. It'll, it'll be interesting to see the reaction, which is a a great segue into this. How about Jim Caldwell, man? I've read some stuff this week where, where Caldwell was on hot seat. I'm thinking, my God, from 2001 to 2010, they had nine, ten lost seasons. <laughs> yep. Is Jim Caldwell really, is he really on the hot seat too? Man, the same question just asked me. Is he really on the hot seat? Well, let, let's say, let's say uh, the Lions get embarrassed on Sunday night, and let's say Rodgers and company just torch them, and the Boo Birds come out, and it's at home, and Washington had already won at 425 against the Giants, and the Lions would be bumped out of the playoffs. Um, I'm not going to say he's going to go by any stretch of the imagination because he has coached a pretty good season, but he's not Bob Quinn's guy. Bob Quinn got here, inherited him, and kept him. Uh, he's got one more year left on his contract. Um, I, nobody knows what Quinn is going to do, but for this season and how the expectations were low, some people picked him to be fourth in the division. Some said most said third. No way they're going to be Green Bay or Minnesota. Most said third. Some said four that they're a last place team. Then you lose Ziggy Ansah, DeAndre Levy, Darius Slay, Theo Riddick for long stretches of time. Um, you have a makeshift offensive line with, with at times, three rookies playing uh, like they did last weekend when uh, um, Joe Dahl was playing left guard and they had an uh, entire left side was, was, was rookies. Um, I, I think Caldwell's done a pretty good job, but... You know, they'll be reminded of the Hail Mary, I'm sure, by NBC numerous times last from last year on the on the on the screen and, and the fact that Caldwell wasn't ready for it and admitted after the game they thought they were gonna lateral. Uh the Houston game this year where he botched a few things with the red flag, with a challenge and everything else. So there are times during games where he really struggles and fans are up in arms. How could he not challenge that? How could he not call for a review? So if that stuff comes up Sunday I'm not saying he's going to go, but I, if I had a guess, I would say he'd be back next year. And the players love playing for him, and for the most part, I think he's done. I think he's done well. He's done a pretty good job. The question's going to be, what does he have up his sleeve for Sunday night, and will his team be ready to go, or is this going to be like in Green Bay, where the Packers jump out to a 28 point lead in the first half? You know. Sure. I guess from my way outside perspective, and you know, I, I don't know anything over here, but. You, know, you, you, you know, you got no running game. You lose Calvin Johnson. You mentioned all the old line um, rookies playing. The, the 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 quarterback crew, you know, um, slay aside, isn't very good. And I'm thinking, shoot, you're you're nine and six. You've been you've been getting good at home. That seems to be that seems to me to be a pretty good coaching job right? from from my perspective. I don't know. Bill Huber, PackerReport.com, and of course, Locked on Packers, Matt Derry, Locked on Lions. All right, Bill, what do you think? Do you, do you think the Packers run the table here, like Roger said, when they're sixth in a row, or do you think the Lions will win this game? Yeah, i got to go Green Bay, and um, I, I will preface this by saying, as I remind my listeners all the time, I'm 8-7 on my weekly picks this year, and I picked the Bears to beat the Packers a couple weeks ago, so I don't know, I, I am terrible at this this year, <laughs> but I... I I look at Rodgers against the Lions secondary and say, shoot, you're, you've got to win that. You know, that just seems like it's easy pickings, and I think Ty Montgomery gives them a better running game than whoever the heck the Lions are going to use, whether whether Riddick plays or Zach Center. I like that. I like I, I like Green Bay's, if you're talking the guys in the trenches, I like, I like Green Bay's whole line better than uh, Detroit's whole line. 
it's hard for me to go against the Packers in this one. How, how about you, Matt? You know, uh, Bill, I, <laughs> I just, I'm not impressed with the Packers secondary, and I think that Stafford can have. They're, they're terrible. Yeah, so I, I think somehow, some way, I just have a feeling if it comes down to the kicking game. I think Prater could be a difference in this game, and the Lions sneak one by by three to exercise some demons and, and win at home. If the Lions are going to Lambeau, Bill, I would tell you they have no chance. Okay, they have uh, none. But I just have this feeling with the kicking game uh, and Slay plays because he's practiced the last couple of days that they'll squeak one by. But I'm not that I'm not going crazy with confidence on the pick, though. You know. It's the way it is, right? I mean, in, in the NFL, where there's a few really good teams and a few really bad teams, and everybody else is really the same, aren't they? No doubt about it. Bill, great uh, great catching up. This was fun. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. And we'll, uh, I'll see you up there on Sunday. You got it. There he is. Bill Huber locked on Packers. Matt Derry locked on Lions on this crossover podcast. You heard the prediction. You heard Bill's prediction as well. We'll talk to you after the game. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. The list.